know. I'm just some fucking guy with a podcast. Oh, you're all shit. Whoa! Welcome back, everybody. Y'all smell that? Our fucking dog, dude. Dude, he farted so good. <laughs> it smells so stinky. God, our fucking dog Ugh. cannot stop farting today, and it's Ugh. fucking disgusting. I wish you guys. I wish this like a, was this was like a scratch and sniff podcast where you'd smell what the apartment's <laughs> oh, so bad. It's it, just it, a couch. It made, made me wonder if he was if he took a shit. I was like, is there a poop somewhere on the ground? I guess we'll find out. Oh, whatever. Anyway, this mustard and ketchup packet. <laughs> I'm your host, Nathan. I'm Doug. We're here back in our next wonderful journey at Saga and Journey Saga. I'm all the, I still can't get over the fact how bad our dog farts. <laughs> it's so bad. It's I'm still going out there and smelling it. <laughs> like, are you sure he didn't shit on the ground? I didn't see him. <sighs> Kevin just took him out to take a shit. I don't. I don't fucking get it. it oh. <laughs> Uh, I guess he takes after his dad's. His <laughs> three dads. But at least my, my stinks go away a little bit. Well, we can flush our stinks. We should teach Mac to use the toilet. That's a good idea. Could you, you imagine? imagine? Imagine that fucking moron sitting above a toilet with that face. God. <laughs> how, was, how was your week, man? All right. They, got, they stuck me in this shitty route at work. It's just long. No, no man. No, no human being could get that route done in eight hours. There's no way. But you can. I can't. Oh, I can't. No okay. fucking way. Sad. No way, dude. A little overtime, I guess. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I got I got I got bills to pay. That's what's up. I got mouths to feed. That's true. Well, yours more 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 my yours. my my few oh, That's right. Feeding for two. Yeah. Well. Mm-hmm. Sad. We saw Neverland those this last week. Oh, our, our homies, sweet friends. That. Yes, they the, sounded so fucking good. I was so fucking proud. And I was impressed, I dude. I just I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like those my fucking. They friends. were always like. I mean, they were always good before, but like yeah. this was like I was like fuck. This is a huge difference. Last I saw them, the you last could tell like, they grew a lot last yeah. night since last time we saw them. Yeah, I'm yeah. really proud of those guys. They're and a girls. friend band. If you don't ever lend, check them out. Friend band of ours. Have we met before? Is it just a dream? Can't forget the smell of your nicotine. You use your hands when you talk. You drag your feet when you walk. Very close, very close friends. I've always, I've been, I, I think we're probably their biggest fans. We've always, yeah, we've I've always, always backed, backed that band. Even before we knew them. Yeah. yeah. I remember, um, I we always know. tried to get involved with, like, we always, like, when, whenever we went, we went down to the Bay, we're like, let's try to play with Neverland. Yeah. And shit. Yeah, I remember, because I remember, I, I've told the story before, but I'll tell it here. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Kevin went to a show, like, in 2013. He flew down to Oakland or something, mm-hmm. and um, there were people selling CDs and demos in the line. One of those CDs bands nuts. happened to be Neverland. He, he grabs it. He listens to it. And like he comes back from the trip. He's like, dude, he comes up to me and we're hanging out. He's like, dude, you got to listen to this fucking record. I got It's like this fucking sick band. I, they just sold me their fucking CD. I was like, okay, whatever. Grabbed it from it. Copied it. Threw it in the back of my car. Didn't listen to it for like three or six months. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then one day, because I had a, I had an iPod in my car that I listened to music and it just died one day. And I was like, well, okay, well, I guess I'll listen to this fucking CD Kevin gave me. It was our first record which they don't really like which is funny was it the one with second yeah stuck in the, i think second the moment moment is oh the, yeah it's called mm-hmm. i fucking love it but uh, it was the only cd i played in that car for like almost a fucking year once i That's heard it crazy. i was like yeah i mean i can kind of get where they're coming from in that cd where it's like i think i heard this analogy from four years strong on an interview where it's like it's like looking at back at your like your first painting like you want me to look in like like what i drew like a oh there are, little- they, are they talking about their first album yeah it's our time yeah hmm. is that what's called yeah, the very first one. I thought it was called Stuck in the Moment. No, are, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about for the Four Year Strong. Album. Oh, Four Year Strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The one where you can't yeah. find it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But like, they have like people like, oh, play this song from that record. Play Go this. along, Dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, me. It's like asking. You're like, it's like asking so like a painter to ask them to draw like their first tree or something yeah. that they put on the refrigerator. Like, I don't want to fucking. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I get understand it. Like, that. If people were like, hey, play fucking Stuck in the Past, I would be like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> But I also understand, like, the other side of that coin where, like, some of those songs stick to some people. Yeah. And that album stuck to me a lot. Brands me that time, just, like, I want to say right before we moved. Yeah. Um, I know they're, they're my pe- shitty Chevy uh, Lumina I had. I'm, that, oh, that thing was a piece of <sighs> shit. The white one? The white one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fucking sucked. I think sucked. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, like, it makes me think of when, you know, when we posted our episode about Get Rich, we're like, yeah, this album fucking tanks. Yeah. And, like, a lot of people were like, actually, I love this album. This is very important yeah. to me. So, I mean, who knows? I, yeah. You know? I can't say enough good things about oh, Neverland. That's yeah. what I'm trying oh, to yeah. say. Oh, yeah, dude. They're the best. Yeah. Then they will come up because we did an entire tour with them. 
Yeah, and I would love to have uh, at least one of them on yeah. to, to talk about that tour because it was fun. World tour! That's right. <laughs> um, anyone in the Neverland Cafe for listening? Hope you guys are doing well. You guys killed it, and we miss you, and we love you. But today, before we get started on our stinky, I have a new top six list. I still have not given you a single list. You are ruining my life. I'm just building, you know, I'm just building anticipation for my very first list. Can and you by wait? anticipation, you just keep forgetting. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I, I was, it was a top five, but I was like, oh, I have one more. So Got to throw one more I, I in. threw one right. more in there. Okay. I don't know what this is. All right. So since we're kind of getting to our like more more um, consistent touring cycle in mm-hmm. this band, mm-hmm. I did top six tips on touring when you're just starting out. I wish I knew before I became mad at the world. <laughs> that's a good, that's good. <laughs> yeah. is it, does it go from least important to most helpful? No, I, I don't. That's, that's just kind of six. Yeah, it's kind of six. Okay. Maybe you can decide how important they are. Okay. Okay. Number one, get gym memberships. True. Listen up. Planet Fitness. L- listen up. Yeah. Just get like a twenty dollars thing because I like I think it's the black membership card at um Planet Fitness. It gets you and a guest to get in there and just take a shower. Mm-hmm. Listen, dude, there, there is nothing. I can't tell you how many times we're on tour and we play a show or it's really late. We just feel like complete shit. Mm-hmm. But as soon as we stop at the Platter Fitness, get a nice shower going, start smelling nice, I feel like a hundred percent again. That's the thing. Like you can like sleeping. In, I love sleeping in the van, but like the only the, what sucks about it is feeling gross and shitty. So like if you go take a shower and then you sleep in the van, you feel fucking great the next day. Yeah. To me, at least, you know. So, so that's huge, man. Yeah, because you get the, with the black and you can bring, you can bring a partner. Yep. You know, and there was for a four piece, so only two of us needed to have one. Exactly. You know? I think I had one for a little bit. Luke and yeah. have one. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it also, you can also just cancel it too once you're done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but you have to do it in person. You I mean, can't do it online. That's kind of annoying. I mean, 20 bucks also. If you're consistently touring, it's not a big deal to just kind of pay out of the ass for it. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, also, if you're a person that likes to work out and get a quick thing in and get, kind of get your morale up. I mean, this whole the whole thing, I think the biggest part is the shower and all that. It's just the morale. Yeah. Because, you know, if you're feeling like shit, you know, sometimes it's a shower and a good clean place to hang out and take a shit is a great place to be at. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I fucking had a P-Fit membership for probably the whole time we were touring and I never went to the gym once. <laughs> I only ever used it to shower and shit. It was, it was also, it's also a good place to loiter because you, you have to get, they have that lounge in there. So if we had nothing to do, we we're just lazy, didn't want to spend any money. Mm-hmm. Just hang out there. Just, you know, I could catch up on emails and stuff and they yeah. have, they have Wi-Fi and stuff. This is a cool thing. So membership, cool gym memberships. If you're starting on touring, do it. It's a good tip. Number two, don't mess with food or when people are sleeping. All right. I've been a victim As of this. As a prank. I think it just in general. If someone's sleeping or someone's food, don't mess with it. That's like what, like, obviously, if you're hanging out with your friends in your car, you could fart around and poke around and be kind of funny and stuff. Pep their wall. But like, I think a line on some side, if they're sleeping, leave them alone and don't mess with their food. <laughs> yeah, because that's the two two things that are hard to come by on tour are sleep and food. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And I've been, I, I apologize. I think there are a couple of times where I messed with you in your sleep. And I, Did you? I, th- well, I, I don't like know. I was I asleep, have a vague so. memory of one time we were at a mall in Texas and you were sleeping and I had like a dart gun and I shot it at you. You shot me? Yeah. And then you looked at me the most like disappointing dad look after you like woke up in the middle. He's like, I was like, oh man, I felt so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the, one of the most disappointing. Like I never seen you get that disappointed and like mad at, that much, but that was like a like a face like oh, I never fuck. I never I seen you make before. I was like, I fucked up. I should have done that. <laughs> that's all. That's all you, dude. I will only make that face when you wake me up from a nap, dude. I I will get pissed. Like, dude, I'm trying to fucking sleep here. <laughs> that's a good point yeah dude like the thing is uh, when you're on tour you sleep when you can yeah you know there are a lot of times where like we would be driving and, <laughs> and i'd be like on one of the back benches and shit just taking a nap and I'd wake up and like the music would be fucking cranked and everybody would be yelling at each other and shit like in my mind i'd be like well, could you guys shut the fuck up for a second but at the same time we're all having fun yeah. you know like I, I would i would pretty quickly be like all right well you know yeah. whatever it's just guys being dudes you yeah know? i get it's obvious you're not like poking like if you're sleeping and they're having fun yeah. like as long as they're like poking at you to like right yeah do shit yeah yeah you know yeah. let them have their moment it does it don't mess with people's food also yeah yeah that's another thing too there's definitely like a give and take there you yeah. have to you have to, you gotta allow the rest of your the rest of the band to have their fun but yeah you also you also have to respect the people that are that yeah. are trying to yeah, not exactly you know, engage all right, number three, keep equipment organized and do your best to keep the van clean. Listen, yeah, figure is... out a system for your gear. Like for years in our van, we never had a trailer going on tours because never once, did never we ever once, a trailer. once because we probably because we didn't want to buy one. And I felt like 
I could be wrong, but I felt like we saved a lot of gas not getting a trailer. True. And also, like, uh, trailers are hard to... I feel like Elias probably would have been able to to like park it pretty yeah. consistently, but like if it's something we just never really like. I think the gas was a real thing. Yeah, you know. But yeah, we we had a system though for all our equipment. We we packed our amps, our guitars, the drums in the back of that van exactly the same way for years. Every single time. Every single time. So it's there was no confusion. So we knew exactly where everything was, and we knew exactly and how fast to get stuff in and out as quickly as possible wherever we were and. Yeah, I can't stress it enough to keep that organized in the back. That's something that's going to come up um, probably now that we're talking about touring more. We are... I think we would we could probably win the the award for the the most efficient punk rock band. I, I agree. At, I at agree. We might down. not be very good, but... <laughs> God, but God damn, we, we can... can we, I guess we could tie that into it like get your shit on and off the stage wherever you are as fast as possible. Don't, Don't linger. <clears throat> find, when you get to the venue, find a... Sp- Find a spot where you know you can put shit before and after. Yeah. Find that that find that out whoever from your TM or whoever you could and that way you know where to go and you can get everything on and off as quickly as possible. Because yeah. no one likes a person who sits up there and dilly daddles for <laughs> for fucking ten minutes where he's switching sets. The thing is, uh, if you're a guitarist, I'm I'm not a drummer, so I can't speak to this. If you're a guitarist, don't be that fucking guy that's like wrapping up his all of his cables and shit and like take like making sure everything's nice before you get off the stage. Take your shit, unplug all your shit, take your shit off and make sure there's room for the next band to bring their yeah. shit up. Find a spot. Just find a spot. Yeah. Throw it all in your crap. Move it. Yeah. And then once you have it off, go organize it over yeah. there. Don't do it on stage. I can't count how many times I need to fucking get shit up and there's and the motherfuckers are up there doing that shit. I'm like, dude, move. Move your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like set like if you're a drummer, set your symbols up before you bring it all on stage. Yeah. Make sure all your shits, you know. Not only that, but you will get a great reputation from almost every sound guy. That's true in the world. Like I can't. Like there are times we return the venues across the states, and they remembered us because like, oh, you guys are those bouncers. So like, yeah, get your shit on and off. You guys have done this before. Like, yeah, dude, I remember you guys. You weren't very good, but goddamn, you got up and off the first <laughs> yeah. fastest I've ever so seen. Dude. I can't. Exp- that good stage etiquette like that will go a long way. It'll go a long way, not only just at the show that you're playing at that night, but you know, people, people do, they will talk, yeah. you know, and like, you know, you're, you, if you're touring a lot, you will build a reputation among bands and, you know, people that work at shows and stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it may seem um, unimportant at the time, but every little bit like that builds up over time, yeah. you know, and you want to, you just want to be, be the best you can for the whole for the whole situation for the, for the whole yep. show to make it, make it, make sure it runs as smoothly as you can, especially if multiple bands are on tour. We don't want to fucking waste time just sitting around, exactly, you know, 100%. so, yep. And then like also keeping the van clean too, that boosts morale. And it also helps you get where to where your shit is. Honestly. Yeah. The we were kind of bad at that for a little bit. <laughs> I will admit, but I think in the last few tier last, last few tours before COVID, we got pretty on top of it. Yeah. Um, to get like, you know, like the van is your home in some aspect for, for the whatever weeks you're gone mm. so you know if you're coming back from a show and you walk into that van it's just shit <laughs> oh, everywhere god yeah it's kind of kind of hits you both but if you have it, at least you don't take only do every two or three shows clean it out throw all the trash out get all that smelly food out of there it benefits a lot it keeps you organized and makes you not mind being in the van all the time yeah we brought it up on the show before i think but um what we did at um our last few tours before we stopped touring was we um took out the bench right before the the front two seats um so there was we, we call it the pit and we would take it out every night so that we could sleep and like in the little in the little pit yeah, we would that, put the we would put the middle bench sheet on top of our van where we were staying yeah at. and that forced us to clean everything and it you know like just having a has, just figure you'll feel figure out a system like that like mm-hmm. you know all however many people in your band over time you'll kind of develop something yeah. you know that took it took us a few years to figure that out but once we did you know it was good. Yeah. It was efficient. Oh, yeah. Yep. Number four, delegate one person to handle all the business stuff. That's true. Yes. Um, listen, I can't speak to this. Depending on how many people are in your band, you have four or five, maybe for Scott band, you have eight people in your band. <laughs> Don't have three people go in there and try to figure out shit. Pick one person to go in there, figure out what's happening, what's going on, and then one guy to settle at the end of the night. Yep. Just have one person. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that for a lot of years. That was my kind of thing. Um, and then we had our friend Kevin join us on tours. He would do that. Mm-hmm. Or I usually make the merch guy do all that. But like, <laughs> it's just way easier for one person to have that communication while everyone else deals with their own shit. So things don't get confused. Yeah, you know, exactly. No, like, well, I, oh, Nathan said this, but oh, well, I, heard, I heard Luke say this. Right, you exactly. Know? You yeah. don't want that. If it's just from one person, figure it out. Yeah. It makes all it makes everything easier. Not only that, it just helps the other people in the band get all their shit more efficiently as well. Yeah. Like... 
and I can't stress how like like I said, Kevin did a great job at that. And you know, and also at the end of the day, pick you know, you make sure you get paid. One person goes figure all that crap out while you're putting all your shit away. Yeah. Um, before we move on to our next point, I have something I want to bring up about the last point about getting your shit up and off stage. If you're a singer that doesn't have an instrument, help. Yeah. <laughs> Don't just fucking stand around. Don't be a piece of shit. Yeah. You know, you got you got you got however many good arms you have use them you know what i right. mean like i don't know i will say an exception though like if if you're not if you're if you're a band where you, where you don't have a merch guy mm-hmm. that probably makes more sense you can get one yeah. guy over there to go do shit yeah that makes more sense mm-hmm. but if you have the merch guy and you're the singer grab something yeah just yeah <laughs> grab a kick drum you know grab a head or something yeah. just to get it off yes mm-hmm. that's all i have to say about that yes sir <laughs> um number five it's okay to have some alone time that's okay yes listen you know you got five people in a van that are in a van for fucking however long. It can get a little. No matter, even no matter how good your friendships are or how much you respect each other, it can get a little time where you just—it's a lot. Yeah, and you know, find those moments where you're able to walk away from everything, have a little breather. And there's I, nothing wrong. With and there's that. nothing wrong with that. It helps. It'll, it'll help you and help everyone in the situation be a little better. There are times where, like, you know, you know. I'm just like, okay, I need to just, I take advantage of those times we have to do the load ins and then we're done with load in and mm-hmm. then we have like a few hours to kill. I'll just take a walk. I'll just, I'll just go away for a little bit. For I like love an hour taking a walk and yeah. just, just be by myself. Cause I, cause you know, I love it. You know, I loved all the guys in the band, but I feel like that helped me a lot from like, from like, if I'm like annoyed with something or like a little petty thing that doesn't matter, you're I mean, just taking a step back and like, okay, rather just, than making an issue yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cause you know, cause you know, we're all people, we all have feelings. We're all kind of dealing with each other. You know, you have to you have to find a way in a group of people like that to find some balance because you're with each other almost all the fucking time hours on those drives. You have to find a way in the balance to make peace and keep it all together. Yeah, you can't be. I feel you can't you can't bring that down if there's any high morale or you can't be any problem in that because it's not fair to the rest of the people. That's true. So any moment where you can find peace where to yourself, take it. Yeah, it's for I mean it's for the better of the whole of the whole package. Everybody yes. in the vehicle, you know, like you know, it, it's good for yourself, but it's also like you know, it it'll it'll avoid conflicts, and it's also just nice. I used to, I I remember I used to like whenever we would like find our park or like our, the place that we're going to be parked for however many yeah. hours at a show. I would like try to find thrift stores or like yeah. I would like find the nearest Seven Eleven, just walk yeah. to it, you know. Mm-hmm. I love doing that. Yeah, it's like a refresher. So then, yeah. like when you're when you're by yourself, when you're by yourself, what you can do, and then when you come back, you're a little more fresh to hang out with everybody. Yeah, and you're able to like, not I mean not deal, but you're able to just be around people, around everybody a lot better, and be be a, able to have support and everything. Yeah, I think it's important to have a little bit of alone time. We're not like I don't know. I mean, everybody's different, obviously, but yeah. I, I don't know that. I don't know that we're really built to be like cramped and. Like yeah. like in a van for however many hours yeah. like at a time, you know. Um, so I mean, the community aspect of the of touring is obviously very important. It's one yes. of the best parts. But yeah, it is important sometimes, even if you don't think like, even if you're not like pissed off or annoyed or something. It's good to just like take some time to yourself, you know. Every now and yeah. then, you know, there are times too where somebody's like, got to jerk off. Yeah. You know, you don't yeah. want to do that in the van. Exactly. I mean, there are times too where some people in our band, and I've probably been a victim of that, where I I, I just get in a bad mood sometimes, and yeah. and then I just make it. I will sometimes make it an issue and then I'll bring everyone else down with it. Or yeah. there are people have done that in our band where they I've done that. Yeah. Or there were even people were they're in a bad mood and then they just kind of bring sucked out all the morale yeah. in the band. And that's not fair yeah. to everybody else. I mean, it's, yeah. and it's not, and it's not to say that their that their bad mood isn't valid. Right. But, um, it's, you, you're always, you're always in control of how you, well, not, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you, like you, you can, you can control how you, how you deal with that. Yeah. That makes sense. Part. You can't, yeah, you can never really control the environment and its variables, yeah. but you can control how you react to your those, actions, your yeah. actions. So yeah. that's very important. And I've, I feel like I've done better with that over the years. Mm-hmm. And, but you know, some people, you know, they need to kind of learn that. And it's, um, it's a hard step because I feel like morale is a big thing that needs to kind of stay up. And in in, when you're in a, when you're in, a, especially when a band that's early, and you're just trying to, and you're touring and you're playing to rooms of fucking 10, 15 people. Yeah. You got it. You have to keep the morale up in some shape or form or else you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah. And and sometimes, sometimes, I mean, nobody, nobody's perfect. Sometimes it's hard to know, I guess when you're 
when you're in that, you yeah. know, and you're so it's, I don't know. Sometimes it's, sometimes it helps to take us to, to take a little yeah. bit of time to yourself and take a step back and be like, all right, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So yes, sir. It yes. all kind of comes back around to that. Yes, sir. And number six, I guess we already talked about this in the equipment thought, but practice getting your stuff on and off the stage as fast, fast as possible. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like five and a half. Yeah. Five yeah. and a half, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Anything else you want to add to that? Um, no, I think we honestly covered pretty much all yeah. of it. Just Obviously, be cool to everybody. Yeah. This is know? just us. You know, we never, we never went to that next level of being a touring support band, but this is just us from the experiences we've had as being an entry level touring <laughs> that that's, that that's good advice. This is good advice. I feel everybody should take yeah. account of. I think it's you know it's 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 good to remind yourself sometimes that like a lot of people, even if even if you're touring on a small scale like we were, <clears throat> um, this is something that not all not everybody gets to do, and it's very like if, if you if you find yourself in that position, it's it's very special, you know, yeah. and um, you really got it. You got You got to. It's important, I think, maybe to try and recognize what you got, you know, yes. and really do Stay your best. A little bit, yeah. Really do your best to make the best of it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not going to last. It might not last forever. Yeah. It didn't for us, you know. And um, it's something very special. And just just hold on to it if you if you if you if you, you can, if you yeah. got it, you know. Yeah, exactly. I always I always say to you, like, you know, there's like, I don't know if this analogy is going to make sense. Out of a hundred people that decide they want to start a band, you know, ninety of them will actually start the band. Mm-hmm. Um, 60 of them will actually start playing a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, 40 of them will make their first record. Mm-hmm. 30 of them will start to tour mm-hmm. um, or play or no, not talk but play out of state or play out of their hometown. Maybe yeah. 20 of them maybe will start to tour. 10 of them will keep it consistent for the next few years. Only one person will make it. That's true. <laughs> so I guess that's a good, that's so, a good, so if that makes if that's if I'm making any sense, maybe that, even less than one. Person. Yeah, but like, but like out of the like the numbers are so great on how people in each one of those categories. So you should be proud of how far you do get in each category. And if even if you don't make it the next step, because there's still hundreds and thousands of people before you that didn't even make it that far. Yeah. So. Dude, even just picking up an instrument and playing with your friends is that's the that's, best thing yeah. you can do. And the people yeah. don't even get past that part. Yeah. They so. pick up the instrument and they just give up there because it just wasn't working for them. Yeah. So the numbers are no matter how small or big or small you think this thing is, the numbers are just It's crazy. It's crazy. So Yeah, just do you. You know? If 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 you if you feel it in your heart, just go for it, you know? That's right. All right, let's get into it. Let's do it. 2016 Noise Brigade. Big year for us. It's a pretty busy year for us. Um, we just released our record. We did a couple. Of, we did a whole bunch of touring this year. Do you remember? I think we did um, for Mountains. We had we didn't have a CD release show, but we had a CD release That's party right. that so I, I, I did not attend. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that? Why did you go? I don't. I think I was working. Oh, uh, somebody made a cake. Yeah, do you remember that? Oh, that's actually I was fun. working. That 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 also. Uh, um, helps um, Annie's thing of where she didn't meet you for a long time. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't even come to your own CD release I party. Was, I'm show. pretty sure I was working. She, she didn't even meet me meet me until after that. <laughs> I think. So funny. Yeah. So yeah, we did. So we didn't have a CD release show. We were friends with our, our homie Annie. She set up a listening party at um, the Analog Cafe here in Portland. We're just invited us and a bunch of our friends. And, <laughs> wow, that sounds like shit. Yeah, it's actually kind of it's kind of nice. We just had the whole thing to ourselves, and they played the record on the thing, and we're just hanging out with all our friends and stuff at the time, and ate food and ate cake and it was actually really nice yeah, yeah and i think we gave, i think everybody we came i think if i'm not mistaken everybody, everybody came we gave them a copy of the cd yeah it was just i mean like i mean like that's cool it was it was just really nice and i appreciate that Andy, for yeah. uh setting that up that was really that was really really fun i, I think that's what one thing i really love about us is like most bands wouldn't do that yeah you know but we did well Andy we, came with the idea i was like that's not a bad idea and i'm like press was like oh i know just all hang out yeah just, you know i just think I, th- I think a lot of bands would be like nah if we're not playing it, then what's the point? But like yeah. we, we always were just like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. You yeah, why I mean? not? Yeah. I mean, why not? It was just, it was just kind of cool thing. I mean, it wasn't like we opened it to everybody. It was just, but it was honestly, just to hang out, eat cake, and have conversations with all our friends and some people we haven't really talked to at that time and got to know them a little better. Yeah, and it was cool because like this was about just around a year of us living in Portland. Yeah, and um, yeah, I think about it was like thirty people or so came out and just hung out. Cool. It was pretty cool, but For, it was just cool. But they, I remember those people I just never really talked to. We just hung out and our conversations. I really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we always do it. We always do shit our own way, you know. Yeah. Um, one more thing I have to say about mountains. Before yeah, I forgot we, about before this too. Fuck yeah. For some reason, I thought it'd be I thought it'd be funny to uh, throw 
a Bandcamp exclusive bonus track on the record, bringing the total tracks to a, to, to, to to nine for some reason. That's right. It was a cover of uh, the sign by Ace to Base. Oh, I forgot about that. Dude, that cover. I listen. I have listened to this cover in so long. Till you mentioned it, I was like, this cover kind of fucking it rips. rips. What was your idea for that? What made you go? Dude, we I should cover this song. Well, because I thought I knew we could like. Because that was your initial idea. It was yeah. It was my it was my idea. Um, I thought this. I mean, the song bangs. It's corny, but it's like it's, it's a banger. Yeah. Um, I was like, we could do something cool with this. Um, because there's got it's got that minor dan and dan. Yeah. I was like, that's a riff. Dude. <laughs> um, and then uh, it's kind of jokey too, because at the end where I I try to hit that. Real- I can read. <laughs> Also, I tried to hit that really high note at the end. But I just fuck it up. We kept it in there. It's a joke. <laughs> and we just, like, I saw it inside. Oh, I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very funny. Um, it, I, re- I recorded it, recorded it after the record was done. I think so. The mix is a little bit different, and mm-hmm. the, and it sounds a lot, not a lot better. But I can, I think it's easier to listen to than the rest of the yeah. record. You know, um, but you can cool. only listen to this song if you buy the. Well, you could buy it for zero dollars, but it's only on Bandcamp. <laughs> yeah, because um, so we don't have to, so we didn't have to pay. Um, it's not on Spotify because if, if you do shit on Spotify with covers, you got to pay a license and all that stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good so, point. So yeah, so if it's on Bandcamp, if you don't pay anything, you can just have it. Yeah, as long as we don't make money off it. So it's on Bandcamp. Please don't buy our album. Yeah, so don't <laughs> buy it. I think. I don't know how it works. I think if it's a donation, it's not a big deal, but we just can't really make money off. The I think you're right. Or something like uh, yeah. that. I, I, I have it set to $0, but it's paid what you want. Yeah. If you want. To so if you, exactly. If, exactly. So if you hit just at zero, you get the whole mounts to see out and you also get the Ace of base cover. Yeah. So for some reason, it's the only place you can get it. It's not on YouTube or anywhere else. Yeah. So. I, don't, yeah I don't think I ever put it up on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. We, we played the cover quite a bit too. We, yeah, when there's a, well, there's one very particularly uh, important show that's yes, coming up that we that yeah, we'll, 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 we'll bring it up. But yeah, I fucking love that cover. Me too. One of the best covers we've ever done. And Mama, oh yeah, <laughs> <Stupid>. <laughs> so good. One thing we did um, after everything that happened to us and after release this record, we we went back up to Anchorage to play a return show. Yeah. I don't know if it was a return show. It was um it was for the Rocks for Autism Awareness. I think it was like their third year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um we were asked to come up and play again. And um I didn't even want them to pay for us to come up. I was like, yes, we'll just pay for well, our own way. Yeah. Because I felt I felt like at the time, after everything that had happened, I felt like maybe it's a good thing for us to go back and kind of like reintroduce ourselves. Reintroduce ourselves or like I don't know how to say sorry in some way yeah if that makes any sense mm-hmm. make amends make amends yeah, yeah i guess if i'm if i'm wording that correctly mm-hmm. but that's what i felt like so i felt like we're like, oh, yeah after everything that's happened we should do this yeah actually i remember too because uh, i didn't request the time off for the weekend show oh my god this is did i tell you yeah i remember this. all right listen don't do this this is bad unless <laughs> all right you can only do this once you can only do this once <laughs> i guess it doesn't okay listen if you're at work and you're not you know, you should be if this, you're if you're close to your employer. I don't know. That's weird, but like you shouldn't be. I guess it's. Some, I don't know what the line is. Yeah. But if you don't give a shit and it's somebody not part of your lives, sure, lie to them. Who Fuck cares? Them. They're not paying you enough anyway. Yeah, dude. exactly. Lie to them. So <laughs> I <Fuck> think. <laughs> all right, we we planned this thing. We we're gone for a weekend. I was like, hey, um, my uh, my mom had a heart attack. <laughs> I need to go up to Anchorage. <laughs> My mom did not have a heart attack. She's fine. <laughs> so it's very unnatural. I don't work there anymore. I don't work at this. Is what so I you can use the excuse again. I can use the excuse again. Might be my fault. We cool. Uh, what did they say? Huh? Oh, they're oh. just very. Like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, oh, take so as much time that. as you need. I was like, oh, oh th- best I was like, believe I will. Oh, best believe. I'm. Just, thank you so much. <laughs> I say less. <laughs> It was like the day before we left for the oh, on the plane God. and everything. Well, but uh, yeah, I remember we went up. got to pay to rock, brother. <laughs> That's right. Um, I was pretty stoked for it because it sold out before we got there. Um, cool. And um, it sold out, right? If I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure. Yeah. 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 For a lot of people there. Yeah. I think we headlined and um, if I remember correctly, it, it went off pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, it was really good seeing everybody's faces and even some people were singing along to some of the newer stuff, which I appreciate. Which is really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think we purposely played a little bit of. Uh, more of our Alaska stuff. Um, yeah. The stuff that we wrote, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, cause people, people know it obviously. Yeah. Um, but it went, I remember, I remember people receiving us very well. And I remember, um, after we were finished, I was like, thank fucking God. These people are still our friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot, like there were a lot of people there that were, 
yeah were hanging out those like, like i said we lost yeah. a lot of people and like understandably but there were still a good amount of people that stuck around with us and yeah. we, we really appreciated that mm-hmm. and it was good to see all their faces mm-hmm. um but yeah, I really enjoyed that. Anything particular you remember from that show? I don't remember the show that much, like uh, the set that much. I remember them us making a joke about losing weight. Do you remember that? Oh, oh yeah. And I, <laughs> that was a good joke. I didn't think it was gonna, about 200 pounds. Yeah. I, I didn't think it was going to, uh, it was going to pop off as much, uh, but people <laughs> lost their shit at that joke. So thank oh, you for so that. Sick. I remember um, Nick came and he played. I remember this. He played the breakdown to 360 no scope and That's Elias right came and did the screaming part that's right yeah that's awesome (laughs) i forgot about that man i wish there was video of that that'd be really cool to watch we we used to have dimitri do that that spot yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that was really that's cool man i love seeing the pictures of that time too because you're just smiling dude i i can tell on your face during that time like how big of a relief it was after everything had happened and you were in your home state and like like you're just like oh finally dude like i can like i felt like there was some kind of like um what's the word um i don't know i what's the word i don't know pick something vindication uh, vindication i don't know maybe, i don't know if it's vindication but definitely relief you know so, yeah. i was just i was just on i was just on top of the fucking world there's a picture that our friend aspen took where i'm just like fucking beaming beaming <laughs> yeah. dude. i was that's i was so fucking stoked that day yeah i think it was also at the um uh, it was also at our favorite venue at the time at ACW, Anchorage, acw so it was great to be back there mm-hmm. obviously it haven't been even been a year i know it's been a year since we it played it been just about a year, year. so maybe like a year like yeah. a month or two yeah yeah but it was really really fucking cool it was very good for our morale you know it was we were already like we were like okay we're gonna we're gonna keep pushing you know we're gonna do our thing exactly. and we were we i think we we were in a good place, you know, uh, like because we it, it had been a few months since we've been doing this as a, as a four piece. We're like we we're just kind of starting to really yeah. find our footing and stuff. So we were doing all right, but like I think I think that really was like all right, fuck yeah, like we, yeah. we got was, we yeah. we got so many people back home still with us, you know. Like let's keep rocking. Exactly, you know? it was yeah. very good. Like it was us. also for a good cause too and yeah, everything. Totally. So I really enjoyed that. So we so we do the um rocks for autism awareness. We come back and we just start touring again. Pretty much, pretty, yeah. We did a bunch of weekenders. Um, one tour we did, I would like to talk about, is when we did our co-headlining tour. Quotation, co-headlining tour with our friends Wired for Havoc. So like we said in our last episode, Wired for Havoc were a band from um, Utah, Provo, Salt, Provo Lake City, yeah, yeah. Salt Lake City area. Uh, Andrew, if you're listening, you can correct me on that. But we became really good friends with them pretty quickly. They... they we met, we met them and we were like these guys are a lot like us you know yeah. these goofy guys you yeah they're really you know they're more the heavier easy core stuff and but um i vibed with them really cool really yeah. really quickly i thought they were all great guys we all got along with them really fast i think how did you you, you found somebody found them it was either you or elias so found I, them on facebook yeah or something. i yeah. talked on the last episode like some of the stuff that happens when you play in salt lake city if you're not if you're there on a sunday you can't say fuck yeah i can't say fucking utah anyway oh <laughs> <laughs> like it was just one of those things because sometimes when we play a show and um we need something last minute. Like we will just go on Facebook or Instagram or quickly and just find please. bands. Salt Lake and just keep asking random bands like, please play with us. Please play with us. One of those bands happened to be wired for havoc. Yeah. And um, I remember, wa- I remember watching their music video. Um, never bring me down. I was like, this band's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking sweet. Catchy hooks and yeah. just sweet breakdowns and good riffs. Mm-hmm. I was like, this sounds like a band Doug might like. <laughs> and I did. Yeah. And um, yeah, we asked them to play and they were down. And um, I think, like I said, like I said in my last one, I thanked them for playing on with us on a Sunday because <laughs> knowing now, never played a Sunday in Salt Lake City. <laughs> but um, but it started a great friendship that we still have to this day. We're still friends with them. And we're Actually, like, do you want to mention your song? Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, finally, after three fucking years... <laughs> Andrew from Wired for Havoc is, or the whole band Wired for Havoc. They're finally, I they asked me to co-write a song for them. It's finally coming out. I think by the time this comes out, it's already out. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm doing my timeline right, it's, it should be already out. But it should be out on all Spotify. Just look for Wired for Havoc. It's called "I Think You Know." I at this time of this recording, I haven't even heard the last final version of it. So. Mm-hmm. I sing the chorus. I wrote the chorus, and and let me know what you guys think. Yeah. I'm pretty proud of it. That's awesome. So I, I haven't three heard years of the making. That's great. <laughs> I haven't heard it since you showed me like the, when it first happened. Yeah. So now all Wired needs is Dimitri to do something, and they'll have all three members. That's of right. Brigade. I forgot you. Yeah, you also did a, a guest, but you didn't yeah. do a co-write. No, I just I just sang, just sang Andrew's yeah. words. That honestly, the, that guest spot that I did for them, that was the first time I recorded something, and I was like, oh, I could. Like it was like after I kind of learned how to sing, like yeah, for real, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, pretty good." What's at this. the song called? Victimized. Vic- victimized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, you do you do a rad job on that. Thank you. 
I, I put I, it off for so long because I was sick and I was like, oh. Also, I feel like it's kind of like we talked before. You're a very long songwriter or That's like true. takes a while. So I feel like him writing I, something for me to do was easy. Yeah, it was like or like the opposite were having you just write something because that's what he did to me he just like he just writes something yeah and i love doing that i yeah. can do that pretty quickly so yeah. I'm, i i can't i'll be like you you tell me what to do i'll fucking crush it you know what I, mean? <laughs> I can't write though <laughs> not for anybody else really but you could write but like it takes forever it takes a long time you yeah. gotta wait you gotta wait two years if you want doug to write yeah. something for you i have, to, I have to, something has to go wrong in my life first <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you <laughs> yeah but yeah um so yeah I, I think i remember when we played that show with him um the winter prior, I was like, "Hey, if you guys ever think about touring, we're touring all the time. No, let us know. We'd love to, you know, just be cool to have some people around it that we that we're comfortable with mm-hmm. and stuff." And I felt like at the time too, we were actually when Mountains came out, like it was pretty riffy, still heavy record in some sort. Yeah, it fit. And some, so I was like, "Yeah, why not? We can tour with this fucking easy core band. Why not?" And um, sure enough, um, that following after that, we came back for the rocks for autism, rocks for autism awareness and. It was like the next month. I it was pretty say. quick. Yeah, we did like um, it was like a three week tour. I think they didn't do the whole tour with us. Yeah, because they, they they stopped after like they did like the, maybe like the first two weeks or something yeah, and then, like that. Then we finished out the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, by ourselves, but um, it was really cool. I remember they uh they toured in a truck, which I was like, that's right, damn. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was kind of that's crazy. That's, I mean, respect. I mean, I could fucking do that, but uh. <laughs> Fuck, that's but nice. it just showed how much passion they wanted, really wanted to do it. Too. Yeah, like they wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. you know, and if you, hey, yo, if you got a tour in a truck, you got a tour in a truck. Exactly. You know what I mean, we're like, I want to do weekenders in a minivan, so yeah, <laughs> you got to do what you got to exactly. do. Exactly. But uh, it was actually uh, it was it was a pretty good tour from from what I remembered too. Some show highlights. Do you remember um some of the worst tour highlights? I guess for us personally, this was some the low tour. lights. Some low lights. Well, this is the tour. So the first show was in Provo, and we've mentioned the story at our last word. They asked us to not say any bad words. What? <laughs> Utah. So already morale's off to a great start there. My fault. All right. I found the flyer. I like. I actually kind of like this flyer. It's like a nice tie dye. That is nice. Ooh, Cortez, Colorado. One of the. I don't think I've ever talked about this. One of the greatest music communities we have ever played with or toured through is the Four Corners area with all with the on the Navajo Reservation. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, every show we've played there. I've been really fucking sweet. Awesome. It's been really sweet. Uh, for, uh, but Luke is from that area, and um, so it was really cool for him to be around that place. And all the shows there were just fucking rad. All the kids were stoked. And There's a fucking awesome community of musicians down there. Every time we, yeah, and every time we play, they're always, and like to this day, we've had people like that are still in that area that are like still keep up with us. Like, oh, I remember when you, when you came and played my small ass town here in yeah. the middle of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, like I remember that show. It was, it was popping off. Yeah. And like, like I remember a lot, a lot, I remember a lot of faces from that show. I, I'll see them liking our post to this day in 2023. Yeah, stuff like it's that. Really, you know? it's, re- it's really cool. And That's very I, cool. You know, I feel like that too. If you're starting as a touring band, sometimes those smaller towns where you think nothing is happening, most of the time kids in that area have nothing to do. Yeah. So it means a little bit more to them. Just like it's, and yeah. to me, to me, it feels like when bands came up to Alaska. Yeah. Because we didn't have really much, but like, so we would go to see any band. Right. Like you, you would go to hang out at a show if, for a band that you didn't know or care about really, you know? So like to me, it it's was like chicken. <laughs> to, to me, it felt like that. Like, um, yeah, I mean, like if you're smaller and you're like, well, we got to book shows in LA and stuff. There's a lot of shit to do in LA all the time. Yeah. You know, but in Cortez, Colorado, maybe, maybe, you know, you might, you might get some more people to come and like really connect with your band. Yeah. Maybe I think that's, you can, you have, that's the big thing. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. Like you can make a lot of friends that way. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, I feel like, I mean, to me also like playing, like seeing bands in Alaska, you connect, like you just said, like you, you hold that on to you for a while and it just, it's a good memory you have for, for a while. Cause yeah. it's like, it's just, I'm in the, like in the middle of fucking nowhere. This band decides to come here and play. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. I think so too. Yeah. You know? And, um, it was a, f- I remember this show. We've, I think we played, we played at this show. We played at this venue twice. Mm-hmm. I think, um, we played it, we played here on our first tour as a four piece. Mm-hmm. And then this time we played with wired. Um, both, both shows were awesome. People were going nuts. It's just like a floor show, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be, I mean, I love playing floor shows. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be fancy, you know, mm-hmm. as long as you're there and you're rocking and people and you're making a connection with people, dude. Yeah. That's all the fucking matters. It's perfect. It's dude. So that's what we're here for. We're yeah. here to rock, you know? Yeah. Um, also, want to mention on this tour, this is the first time we get we saw we stayed at our friend Terry's place when we were in Texas. Terry from Texas. Terry from dude. Texas. So Elias had this friend that he grew up with, and every time I 
feel like every time we passed through Texas, we always stay at her place. She was so nice. She was so nice. She always made us spaghetti. Tara, if you, I don't know if you're listening to this. So yeah. I hope you're doing well. Um, she, every time we came through, she would always make us spaghetti. All this food. And she Great had spaghetti. And she had like 17 million dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I remember she had this one dog. I called it the potato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like this 20... I don't. I'm exaggerating. This dog was old. It was old as fuck, but it was so f- small. Like it was the size of like a like a purse or something. And I'm looking at this dog. <laughs> this dog was almost as old as us. <laughs> I'm looking at this dog. It's like barely walking. It's like scooting along. And I'm like, and and Terry was, if I'm not mistaken, Terry would tell us like all the surgeries this dog had had and stuff. I'm like, I'm just thinking about my man. This dog needs to die. <laughs> watching it it's just it's struggling just walking around it's like shit i remember it just pissed on the floor because i just couldn't figure it out god and we kept going like oh here comes the potato just like scooting around (laughs) jumps up on the bed and just pisses oh my god but she was so nice very sweet lady she let us like she even had a guest room where we stayed in beds i mean there was one time she was stoked to have us yeah she was so she was so cool and um there are friends like this we'll get to her Anytime we, we we just formed a bond with some people where we, we always stayed at their place. Yeah, and sometimes I, we would we, sometimes think, we would book shows around places that we knew we could stay. Yeah, you know? and I feel like you know that I feel like to me that's one of the best parts of touring is finding those bonds with just people and forming that connection. I agree. You know, you know, obviously, you know, we never really made it big. We never got it, but like I just I feel like those like you know having that place where you can always stay and forming that thing is something i feel like not a lot of people or not a lot of people think about how important that is it's something very special too yeah i think um something very punk rock about it yeah you know the community is a very important aspect of it even if like you know like terry wasn't a person that went to punk shows right as far as i'm aware but like but like she was a person that we always knew that we could count on we always like loved being Mm -hmm. there so like it's it doesn't matter. Like yeah. the people that you meet, there's the best part. I think yeah. of playing shows on the road to yeah. me, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. Always look forward to like, <laughs> text. I do like, Oh, we're going to, we're going to stay at Terry's, right? Gotta, gotta <laughs> go to Terry's. Baby. Um, another person who I like, who was a friend of ours, also a friend of Elias's first, but I think she was a fan of the band as well. Um, Holly from St. Louis yeah. area, Missouri. Elias, Elias was so good. Um, about like, I feel like so many people, know about this band because of Elias, you know, like, yeah, he, there was he, yeah. like, so like he had so many friends that he knew, um, all over the country and he was so good at reaching out to people and stuff. And, um, this, yeah, Holly was another person that we just, we all came the in time. contact through, yeah, from, we, through Elias. Yeah. Yeah. And all the, but the same thing. Like anytime we came to saying, we always stay at her place and she, we had us, some wacky times. Oh my God. We'll, house, dude. we'll have a story next time. That I think is one of the best tour stories of our entire fucking career. But, <laughs> I think the f- I'm thinking about it and I can't wait to tell it. But I can't I, but it, fuck it. We but can't right spoil now, the, it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because right now the timeline is not here yet. Yeah. But it's good. Make sure you stay tuned next week for it. But Holly, like I said, same thing with Terry. Always very accommodating. Gave us food. Gave us a place to stay. And I, I, once again, I can't thank her enough. If you're listening, I hope you're doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, but same deal. Um, I treasure those people in our lives a lot. They let us stay on their floors and all that fuck shit. yeah, dude. And everything. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of, like I said, we have a good story next up, but I got a good story here. So, Jesus. This so, is one of the. Okay. okay. If I had to rank top five, top five hardest times I've ever laughed in my life, this, this is, is probably number like two so or three. Good. I always thought about having Demetri on today's episode just because he would be part of it. <laughs> oh my God. But okay. So. We're staying. Dimitri, Dimitri did merch for us on this tour. Yes. Dimitri did merch for us. Didn't play bass um, like he does now, but yeah, you know. Move up in the world, right? <laughs> but, uh, so we stayed in St. Louis. If I remember correctly, it was a pretty sweet show. We, we played at a pizza place, if I'm not mistaken, the night before. Yeah, we played at a pizza place. It was Wired for Havoc's last show on the tour. After oh, that, after, I remember. Yeah, I remember, after that, they went home. I also remember we <laughs> we found that cone. Remember this? We found this construction cone, and we carried it with us through the entire... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just like, picked... We Elias, just found Elias this, was like, dude, we got to grab that. We yeah. grabbed this cone, and it was awesome <laughs> because it gave, us this, it gave us permission to park anywhere. Oh, it was awesome, dude. And I remember at this video, the last video in St. Louis before Wired for Havoc booked... <laughs> we had to move some stuff and I was like, dude, put the cone in the spark spot we so we don't lose it. And it worked. It Nobody parked there. Oh my god. Genius, <laughs> dude. And then we I think we chucked the cone after. Well, anyway, yeah, we played at this like pizza place with like a festival thing. Anyway, we stay at we stay at uh, Holly's place. Um the next day, 
she gives us like she's a, so sweet she's so sweet we love her so much she gave us like shampoo and yeah, stuff she, she gave us like she gave us goodie bags she, she gave yeah. us, i remember like the first time we stayed there she was she gave us a nice little note she's like oh if you guys are both make yourselves at home and like these goodie bags like snacks and stuff yeah. and like all their names on it yeah yeah i was like oh my god what a kind so, woman i know she's so sweet um but then after we left she made us all these cupcakes yeah <laughs> on a plate <laughs> on a plate <laughs> So oh. I keep thinking, this is one of the funniest moments of this band. Uh, so she gives us like, so she gives us these cupcakes. We're like, oh, well, thank you so much, Holly. We love you so much. So the next, we're on our way to Chicago after this. We're in Chicago traffic. And um, first of all, we gave all the cupcakes to Dimitri. He's sitting in the back. Yeah. He puts them on top of our merch thing behind us. So like, well, we, we so we had the back two benches removed in the van. We talked about this earlier. How we have a system. Sorry, we have a system um, to load our shit back up, right? So we have our, we have the ca- the guitar caps in the back, so it creates a nice little platform, yeah. right? And a lot of times we would put the merch on top of that in, in the big Tupperware yeah. containers, and there was a little bit of space up on top, yeah. so he you could. St- <laughs> Honestly, so this is kind of on Dimitri. Yeah. So he, he was like, all right. That's what makes it ten times funnier. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it so fucking funny. He like, he's like, oh, I don't want to hold on to these. So I'm going to put them up on this little crevice right behind me. So the motherfucker puts... So we're in traffic on the way to Chicago. It's like stop and go traffic. Oh, uh, is it stop and go? <laughs> so anyway, so we're, you know, we're, we're, we're going along. I think Elias is driving. He makes a very abrupt stop. Because somebody in front of him stopped. Stop, yeah. 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 All the cupcakes behind Dimitri slam in the back of his head and go all over the back seat. <laughs> and he's like, so I, so Dimitri's a little pissed. He's like, like fucking fuck. goddamn. He picks up all, he picks up all the cupcakes, puts them back on the tray, and he puts them back in the same spot out behind him. What did you think was gonna happen? It happens again. Another, another abrupt stop. Same fucking thing happens. Cupcakes hit the back. The plate hits the back of Dimitri's head. All the cupcakes go on the floor. And I just hear Dimitri say, fuck this plate. And he throws the fucking plate out of the window in traffic. And you hear it go. (laughs) I've never heard Dimitri be so mad. Oh my god! <laughs> this is okay. I didn't get any of the cupcakes. We had to throw away because they all fell on the floor. I've been at your house for like what is it, <laughs> two hours now, and I've already laughed so hard I've almost puked twice. <laughs> god! Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Fuck this place! Fuck! <laughs> oh my fucking god, dude! Oh. oh, I'm crying just thinking about it, dude. He I was just, so fucking he was mad. So, just I think why did he put it back in the same place? Now, obviously, should you be? laughing at somebody's um oh. um a misery probably oh. not but we know Dimitri so well it was, yeah it was kind of a bit oh. but also he's kind of frustrated so hearing us knowing how Dimitri acts in that situation <laughs> and then hearing the plate smash <laughs> on the road it's just a combination of the funniest fucking thing and I it's one of those it's so funny <laughs> and it's so funny because she like it, what it makes it even funnier is that she like went through all this fucking time to like make us these delicious cupcakes which I didn't even get to eat because they're all on the ground now we had to throw them all away it's just, I'm sorry Holly we never get to eat uh, got to eat those cupcakes if you want to make us some more just email us at <laughs> <laughs> oh dude it was uh, it was I can't think of that shit and not have a smile on my face dude. Oh, that's man. one of the funniest moments it's of my so fucking fu- life it's so good oh Fuck my god <gasps> that was probably the funniest time on that tour. I, and uh, this, oh, this is also the tour we went to the fucking Mall of America for the first time. We played in Minneapolis. Oh, yeah, we, played in, was, we played in Minneapolis for the first time. I was broke as fuck. I think we were broken every. We we're broken every tour. It's true, but I was especially broke. Yeah, Minneapolis hit the. Yeah, I remember that show. I remember we, that was a big thing for us too. We were like, dude, we're going to Minneapolis. We can go to the biggest mall in America. It sucks. I'm gonna tell you straight up right now. Okay, you know what? Listen up. I fucking hate malls. You do? I just, after being on tour for that long, oh. and here's the thing about malls. I get it. It's a place to loiter. If you don't want to spend money and you have nothing to do, it's a place to just chill and hang out. Have some space. So it gets a little bit more, uh, to me, it got a little bit annoying after a yeah. while. So we're like, oh, let's go to the biggest mall in America. Maybe it's cool. It's not as cool as it is. It, it's just a giant fucking mall that's too fucking big. It may not be cool, but it is big. If you can't go to one store... Why, why don't you go to the, the mall? mall. Yeah. yeah. Um, mall of America, my butt. Fuck that place. 
<laughs> also, remember, this is when me and uh, Elias were really into Pokemon cards. So everywhere we go, we find a card shop by Pokemon cards. Oh, I remember cards. that, yeah. yeah. So that was really cool. Um, also, this is also where um, the, we played in uh, Wisconsin for the first time. We played yeah. the warehouse. Dude, awesome venue. Not the st- the steps. Not that. Yeah. Cool. So if you've ever played in Lacrosse, Wisconsin, they have this place called the Warehouse. I think it's still there to this day. It's one. It's actually kind of. It's one of those venues where it's like the Gilmans or the Somas or um. K, um what's that place in New York too? CBGB. CBGB. It's, one it's of, like one of those like legendary punk venues. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a really nice venue. I think a lot it's of really it, big. It's really big, and a lot of they they cater to a lot of local bands. Um, it's a very community driven place. If I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, from what I remember correctly, mm-hmm. um, very organized too. I love it. They have if I remember one of the few venues where um, we played at where they have signs where if you're the second band, your shit goes here. If you're the third band, your shit goes here. It was so awesome. Love that. I loved it. Worst place about it, they had two step stories of fucking stairs to go up. Uh, we thought the analog was bad in Portland. This Dude, was worse. these stairs. They're wider well, at least. Eat your ass. That's true. Yeah. You, can, you can go. You can have two lanes of travel on these stairs. Yeah, we played there. We played there at least four times. Oh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. We, we'd always made it a point to come back to this place. It's just a sick place to play. We made a lot of friends at, at, yeah, uh, at this show. There's, actually, yeah, there are still people from this to this day that I've seen us when we played at Wisconsin. Yeah, and it was <clears> like, hey, I remember you guys played in Lacrosse, and it was really yeah. cool and. Really cool town too. Remember correctly, they had a video game store and a card shop like right down the road from the venue. Yeah, there was a subway very close to the. Venue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, every time Dimitri like Dimitri, I live I live in an apartment complex and right across the street is a subway and he's always like, dude, I'm so fucking jealous of that subway. That you I'm like, why? <laughs> you dumb motherfucker! Oh my god! But uh, they're I, building a raising canes by his new house, and he still talks about the fucking subway. <laughs> Good for him. Maybe it's all he wants. Maybe he's not a cane. You know, you can't go to subway for listening. It's Just fine. Let you know, it's fine. Um, but I fucking love that. I'm gonna call him. And be like, you know, you can go to subway, right? Please, please. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Lacrosse is badass. We yeah. We made a lot of friends there. Um. It was just. It was. That was a very cool show. Um. I remember always being stoked to go to lacrosse every time. Yeah. I don't here. know if we ever played anywhere else in Wisconsin. I that's the only place we ever played. It was always. It was also a kitchen place. The promoter there was. We had, we had a really good relationship. Also, one thing too, like one thing when we were doing all this touring stuff, you know, we kind of had a booker at the time. Yeah, but it was Jacob. just it was mostly just a per- yeah, I'm blessed Jacob. Thank you Jacob for all your help. But at the times, you know, there were times where communication was kind of was kind of low. Mm-hmm. So um it just got to a point where we would take care of stuff ourselves. Yeah. And everybody that any promoter that I knew always helped out out or I always have him I always have a speed I always have like a contact list of my emails in like a like a start folder like these are the people that have helped me out every single time I know I can rely on and, and that I can rely on anybody that and anybody that fucked me or a promoter that like didn't do what they're supposed to do I, I had I don't know if you know this I had this another folder for them that's crazy and if any that way if anybody Fuck these assholes. that way if anybody asked me like what they think of this person I'm like well he didn't help us out <laughs> <laughs> I mean hey you know. Listen, the music community is small. If you fuck people over, it's going to get around. Yeah. And we've been fucked a lot. <gasps> yes. And not in a good way. Not in a good Listen, I understand if shit happens, tell me. Just be communicative. Yeah, just, I get it. Shit happens. <clears throat> there are times where like, you know, actually, you know what? RJ is a good example of this. When we first played Albuquerque, if I'm not mistaken, um, it wasn't a great show, if I'm not mistaken. And I think RJ at the time like was straight up with me he was like mm-hmm. hey the stuff went down i apologize and i gave him the benefit of that. like hey man i appreciate you at least i appreciate you at least telling me about yeah. this and all this stuff so i gave him like another chance yeah and, like in my mind i like i don't know if rj knows this or if he knows that i that was in my mindset but i was like okay well i'm still gonna keep this guy around he's super nice and he was very honest with me and very transparent mm-hmm. and that's then, all that's all you can that's do. all i want you, you can't expect every show to be exactly great, you know yeah 100 percent. but the next time we came there he fucking he helped. Came he us. came through and it helped us out a lot. And not, every, not that he didn't the first time, but like things that everything lined up. Yeah, the second yeah, time, exactly. Yeah. And then after every time time there, every time we put up work, he was right on kid and stuff. It always panned out and was always great. And now we're still friends. So, you know, so it's, it's it's one of those things you have to you have to take you have to take everything with a grain of salt. Depending, yeah. Obviously, if you get completely fucked, mm-hmm. and and if you try to. Obviously, like I said, st- take a step back, talk to someone, and ask someone if this is really f- if a fucked up situation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, kind of thing. So, but if it's really not, and they're transparent with you, you know, maybe give them that second chance because you never know what could happen. And that's one of those second chances. I, I, to this day, I, I was glad I still kept them around and 
like I said, RJ and Rado Kid is one of those bands we're still friends with and communicate to this day. Yeah, we love them. Yeah, you know, love like that. There was one show um, after we left Terry's house. Um, there was a big thunderstorm. Oh, um, that's, right. that's right. That's um, right. That's right. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about this. And, part. Uh, yeah. It was like dangerous. It was like making the news and shit. That's right. I remember sending. Um, I remember like somebody like I I was talking to somebody that like one of my friends that wasn't on the tour. Like, oh, isn't this fuck? Isn't this shit crazy? This is like we're about we're, we're like about we're, like, we're like an hour away from this. Yeah, and it made us. It was also um, the first time I think we had a show in New Orleans. Yeah, or somewhere outside New Orleans, and um, in Metairie. But yeah, I think it's right right out right outside. Right. If I'm not mistaken, I hope that's how you say it. Yeah, I, I apologize know. if you're from there. I, <laughs> So sorry, my fault, but, uh, my fault OG. But uh, I remember, um, yeah, it was it was very bad, it was like flooding and everything, and like we were, record rain. Yeah, and we're sitting there like, should we go? And we're looking at everything, and I think if I'm not mistaken, Wired for Havoc ended up not going. They like played it safe. Like we're we don't we're in a truck. Yeah, you know, like we yeah. might have been more bad news for them if they if they did. We're but, used to shitty weather. Yeah, I think for us. We found a route that went around the flooding. It, added, not a mis- few, it added a few hours. Yeah. We were like, so we up. did that. Yeah. And we, I remember getting there. Noise Brigade doesn't cancel yeah, shows. I, was going, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it was stupid or just like the ambition, but I think it was just like, man, dude, I really want to go to New Orleans. Like, like, I've yeah, never like, been there before. Let's I never, go. I never, we've never been there before. Yeah. And I remember getting there. And we've and you know we get there it's raining but it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be yeah I think we, I, either we just missed it or we just took the right route to go around yeah. it uh, I do remember it did piss rain a couple times like really bad and we're like maybe this was a bad idea yeah but at the same time but this more we kept driving through I was like okay it's not so bad yeah. but the best part is we got to New Orleans and it was on three eleven <laughs> that's right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so. I forgot what the street is called in New Orleans. Where all uh, the music- Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street. So we never, you know, obviously, this is our first time here. We want to just hang out and walk around. We got there late. We're just walking around Bourbon Street. Yeah. We're walking down and we're like, why is every cover band playing Amber right now? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it looked, it looked like fucking Mardi Gras. Like, yeah. It was, it was a big fucking yeah, party. Yeah, it was greed out and everything. And then I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I, I can't remember if it was Elias or Luke, but someone like, guys, today is 311. And we were all like, oh, oh. everybody was the, like celebrating every, 311. Yeah, every band, a cover band on that street were just playing Amber. <laughs> Crazy. And like, I mean, I, I mean, Elias love 311. I don't know if you, you were like a huge I love fan. 311, yeah, yeah. But like, we were like, <laughs> we were like, we were like fucking stoked, dude. Yeah. It was badass. It was pretty sweet. And it was cool because like, obviously like it was about to cover charges to get into bars, but we <laughs> every, every bar charged 311 to get in. <laughs> Pretty good bit. I mean, you were able to stand outside and listen to some of the cover bands. It was really sweet. Yeah. We also, the first time we got a Poe Boy. Yeah, that's right. That was pretty sweet. Somebody ate alligator, I think. We, did. Me, Luke, and Elias did. I don't know why you didn't partake. I didn't do it. You you missed I was, out. I was the beep. It was okay. It wasn't that great. I remember, I don't know. I would, so, today, me would have done it. Yeah. Well, it was an alligator hot dog. Mm. And I remember that's one thing. Like, we woke, so we got a hotel also that night. And the next morning, so. We played the sh- the show was for it was fine. That the we played with this really cool band. I don't remember the, what their name was, but they were, they were like a sludge metal band. And me and Dimitri were like, "Fuck, this yeah. is sick." I think yeah. I think also um, if I remember the show, um, a lot of people that were just stoked that we ended up coming because they thought it wasn't going to happen because of all the storms and stuff. Yeah, a very small crowd, but they were all just stoked. And they all bought merch and stuff. Yeah, so that was like, really cool. Yeah. I remember I also in the van. I had it. I was like, fuck him. I was like, I'm like working on this riff or whatever. I wrote the riff for um, the bridge in summer in black and white. Nice. I wrote it at that oh, show. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, we get a hotel room and Luke's like, we, we got to try alligator while we're here. So we go to this <laughs> fucking bar. We found they have alligator hot dogs. I'm like, okay, well, I'll eat it in a hot dog form. Like I said, me, Luke, and I'll think Elias. I remember the guy got, there's an option there to add cheese. I love cheese. And I was like, okay, I got to get what cheese. He looks at me like I'm a fucking idiot. He's like, you don't want cheese. I'm like, all right, no cheese. And I'm like, why do you have the option that if it's not good for it? <laughs> like, I don't know. I would also put cheese on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, what? I feel like cheese head. Makes, cheese makes everything good, right? Yeah. Could be wrong. I don't Whatever. Know. But I, I don't, alligator, not bad. I can definitely taste the game in it, but <laughs> would I eat it again? Yeah, probably. Yeah, if you're hungry. <laughs> yeah, if I'm hungry, yeah. Overall, awesome tour. Awesome tour. I think we did a couple more <laughs> tours after this, so a bunch of weekenders. But one thing I want to bring up that is noticeable around this time is we came back home again that summer. And we played the Road to Warp Tour three. That's right. So if you guys remember um, Warp Tour, the last three years from this point, um, they had come up and did an Alaska show, bringing up a few bands. We played the first one, like we said a few episodes ago, uh, a bunch of episodes ago, and then we did not. We didn't play the second one because that was the year we moved, and we didn't really care at that time. 
And then the third time, they had asked us to come up. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it was really cool. It was, it was time to prove as the four piece and everything. Yeah. Oh, so you have the poster and everything. Yeah. yeah so fire. Awesome. I was just very stoked for this. Um, my plan. It's like, yeah, we played in Alaska twice that year. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, my plan was the same as our, the first time we played. I was like, I'm making a sign. I'm going around, I'm making sure everybody sees it. Come see Noise We Brigade. got the same slot we got the year we played. It was like the same the slot. The second yeah. to last. We're the last local band right before Sum 41. That's right. So, <laughs> That's so cool. And I think um, Sleeping and Sirens played before us. Yeah. And um, if I remember correctly, um, they went over their set time. Oh, did it cut into ours? It kind of, but we were able to get through our set pretty oh, quickly. Yeah. yeah. But I re- what I really remember about Road to War Tour 2016 is... This is also the last year that did not happen again after this. Yeah. Um, does that make us the last local band to play a Road to War Tour? That's true. That's that crazy. does. Well, we, di- we became on top. We fought hard and we became, became on, on top. top. This, is a, this is a very important moment for me. If you guys remember the first one, we uh, Les and Jake played like right before us while we were setting up, which yeah. is... They're one of my favorite bands. Um, I remember Real Big Fish is like was for a very long time my favorite band. Oh, I forgot they did um, play this, yeah. And I remember, f- you know, after everything that happened with our singer and us and he's and him not being in the band anymore. I remember like watching Real Big Fish, my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Like I idolized Real Big Fish for a long time. And knowing I can see our name is like two inches apart on this flyer from Real Big Fish. That's really cool. I remember you just feeling for me and send it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I remember feeling just so much pride. I'm being like, oh, we look, look at us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look like, at the fu- where the fuck we are right now. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I guess we'll get into this while we're here. You know, there was when um when we kicked. Obviously, it was a great thing when, when we kicked out our singer at the time. But to me, there was that fear kind of it's kind of selfish to me because obviously you know i don't want to i don't want to dilute what happened or anything that happened but like there was that little fear in me going i don't know if i can there was always that question of me where it's like we made a lot of progress when we were five piece Mm -hmm. and now we're four piece can we make the same progress Mm -hmm. or have the same kind of impact we kind of had as a five piece Mm -hmm. i there always was that question when when it first happened, and can I, we still do this? Yeah, yeah. can we? Because you know, you know, because I wasn't, you know, you were you were still kind of getting up in your singing, and I still wasn't that confident yet at the time yet. So there was a lot of me me personally, like kind of some anxiety of that. Where like I don't know if we're gonna make the same impact as mm-hmm. we did as a five piece, mm-hmm. but the, it was yeah. But I this moment too when when we were asked to come back and play the Road Door per three as a four piece. Mm-hmm. I was like, Let's oh, wow, go. wow. I don't know if we proved something or did something or I don't know. But like it made me it made me go like, oh, OK, yeah, maybe if anything, we're making more progress. Yeah. As a four piece mm-hmm. than we ever did as a five piece. Yeah. And there's and, more, and there's more and there's more moments that come up too that that prove that as well. Yeah. Um, way more like, you know, us getting signed, us us opening for really big bands, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. you know, so. This was this was definitely a moment too when where I was like okay we we're making way more progress than we did as a five than, we than we were as a five piece there were there were many steps in our career as a four piece so I think this is the big the first like big step like all right cool we're we're we still got a lot of momentum we're, we can, yeah. we can really do this yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I, I remember like just being so full of pride at that moment like watching my favorite band knowing I'm playing later in the day you know I was exactly like, Fuck, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like I said like you said before we were the last local band to ever play in the road to warp tour this is the last time they ever had a road to warp tour in Alaska and never happened again after this I think it probably just got way too expensive at one point yeah and it probably wasn't very profitable depending mm-hmm. I mean that's expensive to bring all those fucking bands up it was really cool for all of us but I can I, I can I, see I, on I can like imagine. a business ethic standpoint it just probably wasn't sustainable makes sense yeah um but nonetheless it was a great time I remember also getting up there we all wore Hawaiian shirts that's right that was a, that we looked was a really good it was always it was just a it was a bit i remember all four of us got up on there and i'm i think there's a video of us somewhere or some i was photos. really nervous i i was a little nervous too but i was but you and me oh, everybody we were all just beaming yeah we were stoked dude and i was just like and you know all, we had a bunch of people for a second like you know right before some 41 and they did the they did the thing where the first year where they flip-flopped the local band and the big bands mm-hmm. so you know there's no two bands playing at the same time which I remember correctly, the second year they did this, they did not do that. Oh, really? If they, yeah, I they had yeah. The beach could probably test that, but they had like three stages and they had some bands play the same thing. Which Ooh, probably stuck for some local yeah, bands. Good. But at the third year, they went back to that flip flop, which we lucked out on. But I remember there was a bunch of people for us, and I remember us playing distance too, and yeah. that was really cool. Everybody shouting back the words to yeah, us. That was really cool. I also remember us playing. This is the ride, and 
we got to the fucking um, Scrubs part. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I remember everybody started singing Scrubs on that fucking thing. It was so cool. If, if it, like I said, it really, it sh- I was very humbling that, like, okay, we, this proves to me that we have made a lot of progress as a four piece yeah. than we ever did as a five piece. Yeah. We really did. Yeah. We did a lot in, in such that, a short, in amount, that of time, short so. amount of time. You know, you know, so. I don't know. I don't know if that proves anything. I don't know if it does anything. But to me, it just was a good good hump, I feel, to me personally, to get over A good it. hump? Oh, to get over Yeah. It. Oh, love a good hump. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, once again, it was just one of those things where all bets were, all bets were off. Yeah. We can fucking do this with 100% confidence, you know? Yeah, it was really, really cool. And we did. Yeah. I think... Uh, We'll end it here today on a good on a good mark. Yeah, good mark. We went, we've been running a lot of good marks so far on these things. Yeah, nothing bad anymore. You yeah. know, the only thing that bad is, is the dog farting, like we mentioned before. It smelled so fuck. I can't I can't emphasize <laughs> how enough how fucking bad how fucking bad Max farts smell. Yeah, it's so bad. Ugh. That shit is stanky, stanky, stanky. <laughs> But I think you've got this far. We appreciate you listening to our tangents and everything that has happened to us. If yeah. you were at the war, if you were at the Rocks for Autism Awareness shows, thank you so much. If you were on any of those tours, and if you're anything on any of those tours we did from spring of 2016 up till summer 2016, we appreciate you. If you're at the Warp the Warp tour that year, mm-hmm. and you witnessed the last local band to ever play Road to Warp Tour Alaska. Did you ever think about that? Ever, I never did. I dropped. I dropped some you lore. Dropped on you dropped some lore. I had. A, I really. I, I had that, just, that is a fact. And if anybody's listening or. Can attest to that. I feel like we're correct on that. I could be wrong, but I I, I want that to be a Justin Lore drop. I feel like that's right because right after us was some forty one, and then it, then it was done. That's crazy. So we're so can, sick. We're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you um, once again hit us up on Mustard and Ketchup nine hundred seven at gmail.com any nostalgia, voice clips, photos, we'd love to hear about it. Does uh, your dog fart? Email us. Yes, let us know. Because it's probably not as bad as the farts It's so good that you can't send smells <laughs> to other people because that would just cause unmitigated damage to my psyche. That's right. Uh, check out Fart <laughs> for Havoc. You have it. They're on everywhere, too. Wired for Havoc. Did you say Fart for Havoc? I said Wired. But I just check them out. <laughs> Great band. All right. They're a wonder- wonderful group of guys. If you haven't listened to the song yet, uh, me featuring, uh, featuring me, check it out. And then after that, listen to the one that I'm on. And, yes. Um, don't tell us which is better because we're both we're both equally as good. You know? <laughs> it's me. No, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Anything else? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. Um, next episode we're gonna it's we're gonna talk about some cool stuff. Oh, I think the next episode we talk about um, our first quotation record deal our first real record, record deal. deal we actually yeah. truly did get we signed, did to, get signed to some capacities and we'll talk about how that all went in our next episode um but yeah once again we appreciate you guys i love you i love you i'm too, nathan man. i'm doug bye-bye bye